You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Incredibly weird season, packed with, in my opinion, only weird games. It seems just about perfect that something very, very unthinkable from years past has now become very normal, and it's happening again. The Chiefs are going to their fourth Super Bowl in five years. I still can't believe that's true, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Welcome to Only Weird Games. This is Casey Sports Network. Proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. I'm here in Kansas City. Seth is at his desk. We're starting a little early because Nate is at an airport and the Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Listen, fellas, I've heard some things from, like, you know, the KCSN Discord who may or may not be keeping notes on who picked who, and that's not important. What is important is that the Chiefs got it done on the road in Baltimore the week after getting it done on the road in Buffalo, the week after staving off a Tyreek Hill revenge game in a frozen tundra of Arrowhead Stadium, and it bleeping happened again. Nate, you are at the midway point on your trip home. What was it like in Baltimore last night? Mm. Uh, I just want to remind everyone that I am here at the... uh... Atlanta Airport. We'll just we'll just say that it's pretty gigantic. Um, there are a number of Chiefs fans traveling alongside me, uh, making the connection from Baltimore to Atlanta and then Atlanta to Kansas City. Um, I gotta say, guys, cheers! It's been a long season, and uh, what a time! So the atmosphere was not as hyped as I thought it was going to be. I know that might sound weird. Um, but like Ray Lewis doing the dance before the kickoff. I don't know. People felt nervous. Like there was say it, more... say it out loud. Bills Mafia did it better, didn't they? They did. They did. They were more. <laughs> the they were more. Can't catch a break. They were more loud and more passionate. It was one of the weird things. So like, at M and T Bank Stadium, the press box is in between the lower deck and the upper deck. So it's a great viewing area. You can hear pretty much everything. I think the way the fans celebrated in 2021 when the Ravens beat the Chiefs on Sunday night was at was louder at any point in yesterday's game. There was just a level of nervous energy, and I get the sense that the Chiefs stopping them on their first possession, the Chiefs going right down the field, including a fourth down conversion and going right into a touchdown. And even with Lamar Jackson's brilliance, neither the fans nor the Ravens felt comfortable. And so that was the biggest thing that jumped out to me in the first half was me thinking, man, the Chiefs are going to have to show this championship resolve because they're going to get, I mean, some haymakers emotionally from the Ravens. And they're just going to have to withstand that, try to keep the score close and then rally late to win in the fourth quarter. And, whether it's a coaching brilliance, and I read your piece, Seth, 
up in the newsletter on my flight from Baltimore to Atlanta. It was exceptionally done. I don't know whether you want to say that's player-driven or coach-driven. It doesn't matter where you want to put the credit, but experience matters. And it wasn't even that crazy of an environment when the game began. So that's what jumped out to me in the first half. We can get into a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, the Chiefs the Chiefs controlled the game from start to finish. Yep. And that's hard to imagine given how – dominant Baltimore was all season and including the second half of their divisional round win against the Houston Texans. And gentlemen, the last thing I'll say here, I guess there's two things I'll say to start this off. Josh, I didn't want to say it, but I got to, I got to give credit to the all time ball knower that I know the man who knows ball. I can't, we can't do it like this. The man who taught ball to me, who broke it down to me on Thursday, I believe, is when I talked to my father, Michael Taylor, lifelong Chiefs fan, obviously appeared on Times Ours before it's unfortunate demise. As long as you're not giving Seth credit, I'm okay. I talked Josh to my dad on... That was going a direction, and he's so happy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my father, Michael Taylor, who I've written about in The Athletic, who's obviously been on Times Ours, uh, who's trying to find a way to get to Vegas as we speak, he told me on Thursday, he's like, I actually think the Buffalo game is going to be harder than the Baltimore game, mostly because he trusted Steve Spagnuolo. He understood that, like, he said, like, man, I think they're going to get an emotional lift from doing it on the road for the first time. And so it's going to be less, it's going to be less of an issue, right? Because they just went through it. It's another one mobile quarterback to another and he's like, I just trust Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, because they have the better coach and the better quarterback. And he's like, I think this is going to be a coaching mismatch. Let me tell you, kids, my father was right. My father was right in every major facet of trying to analyze and sort of predict this matchup and sort of giving me his thoughts because he's like, he said to me, and I thought, I don't know, Dad, that seems pretty wild. But he was like, no, the AFC Championship game was last week. This is just to get to the Super Bowl. He's like, I thought Buffalo was going to be a harder challenge than Baltimore, even though Baltimore had the more impressive season um, because he had seen Steve Spagnuolo just have success against Lamar Jackson in the past, and that proved to be the case. And then I told my dad at halftime, oh, CBS just put a stat up that alerted me, let alone I can't imagine what it's like for those fellas going inside of that locker room. The Baltimore Ravens, gentlemen, played, and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the Baltimore Ravens played 18 games. They started the games. They usually were the better team. Give them credit. They're awesome. They are, have the you know presumptive MVP. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. They have two defense. They have two coordinators, offensive and defensive, that really push the team further schematically. They had never went into the halftime in any of those 18 games down double digits crazy and when i saw that stat provided by cbs i said oh no oh god can you imagine not experiencing real adversity from a scoreboard perspective all season and now there's 30 minutes left in your in your in your season you're down 10 and you basically have to pitch a perfect second half so those two things are what really jumped out to me was just my dad understanding that like 
he just felt like they were going to be ready for the moment, being the Chiefs, which Seth wrote about in the newsletter, and that the Ravens just hadn't had a game like that all season. And it's just hard to you, – you make one of two choices, right? You either really dig in and do the things that make you successful despite circumstances going a different manner than usual, or you feel those you feel those oddities and you start focusing on that versus the task. And you saw that over and over and over again throughout the game. So um, the Ravens never led in the game. Again, the only game this season where they haven't had the lead. It's crazy. That's, um, well, it, it honors me to know that uh, your dad and I were on the same page. It was interesting. It's all the com- easy, Seth. I don't know. <laughs> now give him the credit, baby. Give him the credit. You know, I, we're, we're we're getting that time of year again, and uh, this is the time of year where the knowers of ball start to really set themselves. Apart. Oh yes, they do. Yeah. You had the seventeen ten, right? That was your final. You thought the Chiefs would win this game with seventeen points. I thought they'd win by a touchdown. Yeah, you thought you thought seventeen ten was. You thought you took the under on thirty. Hey, they were on they were on trend to get to thirty at half. They were. They were. I and so what ends up happening, you know, as often happens, when 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 you know what I'm not even gonna get into all that BS. No, do I, it. I, I, do it. Which ball that I was talking about. Things 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 change and you've got to adapt. You gotta adapt. And I'm willing to adapt and say, I underestimated the Chiefs defense and I underestimated Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' willingness to adapt to that kind of game a willingness to say okay our defense is crushing them we're up two scores and let me just say I, I've I, I talked about this um I've talked about this already once I'm going to talk about this again fans were complaining about the play call in the second half and I get why on a few different moments and you know sometimes you just you know you go for it on fourth down you don't quite get there and hey all season just run the ball Andy on fourth down well sometimes it doesn't work and that's just right. that's how it goes. Sometimes you get stuffed. And by the way, the Chiefs were one of the best teams in the league at converting short yardage this year. It, they just were. They they they're good at it. Baltimore was just making plays. Baltimore was stuffing the run pretty well in the second half, and the Chiefs dialed up some shot plays. There was a check down in the flat, and I can't remember whether it was to Noah Gray or not, but it was a design shot play where Mahomes pump fakes to the flat, and then checks deep in the boundary corner. If he bites, you go deep boundary corner didn't bite because Baltimore does have an incredible defense try to ignore what the Chiefs were doing to them in the first half because man they just started rolling them and I think that's an underrated aspect of this game Baltimore was you know they they go three and out the Chiefs get go down the field and score on them including I you can't underestimate converting that fourth down with a you don't have anyone that can cover Kelsey yep and then that touchdown which was really a no 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 you really don't have anyone who can cover Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Oh, Kyle Hamilton, that's cute. He, you hey, can't. Hey, Kyle defend. Hamilton, welcome, welcome to the, uh, welcome to come at the king. You best not miss a yeah. uh, hole that is, that is Jordan Poyer, <laughs> uh, Derwin James Jr. Littered with the body. Yeah. Matt Milano. Matt Milano. Hey, Luke has been there. Luke Keekley. Jr. I mean, yep. Gilmore. Yeah. And here's the deal. Hamilton played a great game, but at 34 years old, you still can't just put one guy on Travis Kelsey. And that's incredible because he's just too good. Now, to be fair, that touchdown throw is indefensible. 
Okay. Okay. Can I can I say something? I'd love to. Uh, I, Josh, he started the game ten for ten, after their kicker decided to go, um, troll. I guess is yeah. the best word to say. Shout out Was to that. Like, not I smart. Um, Justin no. Tucker, like what were no. you thinking? Just like Justin what? Tucker, you're you're in the Hall of Fame. You won the championship. Yeah. What 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 you doing, baby? Back back, like. Also, why, what why are you doing kicking from the goal line? Because, hey, Justin, that's never going to happen. Right. And why that is was, your kicking tee on the goal line? That's why Mitchell Schwartz, who I, again, love and respect, was like, no kicker would do that. He's only doing that to try to either get some insight during the Chiefs warm-up session or, or, he's just, just, or he's just doing it to agitate them and troll them. And so and, guess what? He went 10 of 10, and then later in the game, he threw the ball literally into Justin Watson's gut. And I just said, I can't. I can't even. I can't. Yeah, no, that, oh, my goodness. That was, on a side note, what a great play call. And I know there's been a lot of um, a lot of conversation about Tony Romo maybe not being quite as good on the call this year as he's been in previous years. But when he talked about Andy Reid, okay, you're going to go play man-to-man? Well, now we've got answers for that. And Mahomes, like, that was such an accurate throw <laughs> to where the ball and him intersected just at, like, the perfect time, like the way he, like, used to look in Tecmo Bowl. Like, it was just incredible. But there's so many things there, like, to the coaching aspect. The Ravens didn't seem prepared for the idea. And this is this is all speculation based on what we can see, right? But, like, the Justin Tucker thing, the attempted jawing before kickoff, um, the, 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 the extracurriculars, the pushing and shoving. I'm gen- it genuinely feels to me like Baltimore hyped themselves up as though they were playing the 2019 Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And, and look, the 2019 yeah. Chiefs, like, like, look, I'm not running across Reggie Ragland in a dark alley. They had some tough dudes on that team. But they were more, especially on offense, they were more of a finesse team. They were more, they weren't known for, how did the Titans always hang with them? Generally speaking, they dragged them into slugfests. I don't think they expected the Chiefs to go shot for shot with them. And I don't think I don't think Justin Tucker expected Travis Kelsey to calmly, didn't didn't create a scene, didn't didn't yell, didn't whatever, just walked over and very calmly kicked the football away, threw a couple others through the tee, rolled the helmet, and then just walked away. And Patrick Mahomes pretended not to notice any of it. <laughs> and that he let Travis Kelsey handle it. Yeah, he's like, oh no, I'm gonna let my gigantic. I think people forget what a big dude Travis Kelsey is, by the way, except for like certain moments and like. For example, when he decides to actually lower his shoulder as he's heading down the left sideline and just obliterates a tackler. When was the last time you saw Travis Kelsey lower his shoulder like that on someone? That was mean-spirited. It was great. But they didn't seem to have... I really think um, the comparisons Mitch Schwartz made before the game was Jacksonville before the 2019 season. Yes. Laughing and, and then that kind of stuff. And I really think, and, and the Ravens weren't bad about it. They were whatever. But I really think they kind of had started to buy into the hype. These guys, they're not going to score on us. And then for it to go three and out, Chiefs score, and then the Ravens score. They do. Now, they only converted on a fourth one because Deshaun Wharton was in a chokehold, which is fine. I don't really care because <laughs> the Chiefs won. But it is worth noting the only scoring drive of the game, the only touchdown drive of the game for the Ravens, only happened because of an uncalled hold. Weird. I've got to start paying the refs more. Good line. Sorry, I wanted to give you some space on that. And, 
culminates with a Lamar Jackson alien play. Like the type yes. of thing where you go, oh. well, that's Lamar. It, and if he only does that and, once, you'll take it. And look, the best part was Nick Bolton. And I didn't need the broadcast for you, but I, I rewatched it and saw it. But Nick Bolton plays the play perfectly. Let's 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 yeah, remove Leo Chanel. He knows exactly what's routes coming, and he's like, I know it's safe flowers. I'm gonna actually intercept his route. And then I'm gonna just stay by him because Zay Flowers is a rookie and he realizes, oh, is my quarterback any sack? So he just stops running. And then Leo Chanel is like, You wanna see how big and strong I am, guys? You wanna see how big and strong I am? I'm, I'm so big, I'm so strong. I might as well be a DN next year. Um <laughs> and he did nothing wrong, guys. He did nothing wrong. You try tackling. You try tackling <laughs> Lamar Jackson. You try doing it. He had both of his hands or, or arms wrapped around him. And Lamar Jackson somehow ducked under it and threw an absolute seed. Oh, yeah. Because. Great play. Because credit to Zay Flowers. He's like, oh, I can keep running. So he just ran right by Nick Bolton. <laughs> and right. Nick Bolton and last night was like, what the hell just happened? Like, he's looking right. in the backfield like, what just happened? <laughs> happened and, and leo chanel's like and leo chanel's like it was yeah. it was me dog it was me and people have <laughs> to understand the call there isn't for bolton to cover zay flowers one-on-one -on -one. No. that's not yes. man coverage he's just, call he's just bolton taking up space. actually considering the position that he was put in the coverage actually wasn't bad was he, he, the, only, the only reason he's trying to run down the field with him is because the play busted that's it that's not the play call so people are like oh why are we calling bolton to cover flowers they didn't that's not the play call but the, the 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 big thing there, so the, that goes the way it went, right? An alien play from Lamar. Who had a couple of them? That thrown pass to himself, that was amazing. That was, nice. that was so cool. The Can greatest I, play Tony Romo has ever seen in the history of football. Can okay, I, yeah, that was, I was like, man, I saw a better one like two minutes ago, but still. Did they did they show the full, the all 22 of that play? No, I don't think, I've only seen, I don't think so. I, I haven't okay. gotten to rewatch it yet, so maybe they did. If This is, that um, kind of nodded, but. I didn't. I didn't write it um, in my story for the athletic because there was just a lot going on. Um, but I do think you should point this out, Seth, and make sure that my eyes were correct in the moment. If Drew Tranquil does not tackle him from from behind, there's nobody. Mm. He runs for a touchdown. Mm. My assumption is Legarius Sneed would have caught him somehow. I don't know. But that's man. not based on I any actual football. I don't know. That's just be, based be on serious Sneed made a decision yesterday that touchdowns will not happen as long as he's within 30 yards of them. <laughs> so that is based solely on how he ran down Zay Flowers and not based right. on any actual football analysis. But like he caught the he caught his own pass and got to full speed in two steps. Oh my goodness. He was Trace shocking. He, he he, he he that that was a very likely touchdown saver. Trent yes. was someone whose film I actually might want to look at individually. I'm starting with Travis Kelsey because I think it's a good rule of thumb when someone breaks a record that Jerry Rice set. Yeah, you should probably start with them. But yeah, so that means, like that means you've got about one story I think that's mandatory in the history of you writing about the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, maybe two and now. So, <laughs> so like the to to go with like the continued kind of theme of the game they tie it up 7-7 seven, seven. and you could see them kind of okay okay this is what they and then the Chiefs just what was it 16 plays eight minutes just a soul-sucking drive that includes Mahomes running around for approximately 30 seconds 
and and Kelsey laying out for the like I I think and I could be wrong here. I think after that drive, I think everyone watching the game expected the Chiefs to put up about 40. And more importantly, I think the Ravens expected them to put up about 40. Cuz you could see it there's a reason they went for it that early and we can talk about the analytics and that kind of stuff. That was like overly aggressive. That was like I don't think we can stop these guys type aggressive. Or or it was, I think they'll shoot themselves in the foot if we just give them gifts because we watched the divisional round, and these guys will never pull away. The Chiefs legit, and this is where it come, all comes together, the, the only reason the, the Ravens weren't down 21-7 or 24-7 or even 28 nothing was some real luck. And I think they went into that halftime knowing that and you could just see the things that they the way they thought this game would play out in their head it just wasn't going that way they were the chiefs were going shot for shot with them spags was just i mean just on one constantly like the things he does in terms of this oh why didn't they run the ball more because they were showing bodies in the run game spags is sitting there playing possum with them saying hey you 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 don't want to run against like i mean i've got seven eight guys in this box no, I don't. You snap the ball, and now they're all going backwards. And it just like and the way they were, the way they were rushing him. You could see the frustration, and maybe some of the conversations people had about them being a little bit of a paper tiger in terms of, or maybe. maybe I'm sorry. Did you did you did you just did you just acknowledge Seth, that maybe they hadn't played Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and an Andy Reid led offense? Right. Yeah, and they they'd played the Niners, and one thing that we've noticed is that that Mike McDonald's had done really well against Kyle Shanahan's offenses and kind of their progeny. But we watched Matt Stafford. Now Stafford can really sling it when he's on. We'd seen all these things, and you saw them kind of. Well, this hey, why aren't you, why aren't you going down? Why isn't this working? And you could see the frustration building and building and building, and it, it just the juxtaposition between that versus the Chiefs' demeanor on the road. Was there a single false start called on the Chiefs? No. Not a, not a single false start. Not a single de- delay of game. Seth, it wasn't, really, they were- it wasn't really that loud, Seth. Oh, 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 oh. Nate's just throwing bombs. This is amazing. That's totally fair. I have one like little interjection, which is that if the Ravens weren't that good and the Bills weren't that good and the Dolphins weren't that good, who's good? Can we? Because it feel, it's also weird to be like, well, and I, look, I think the Ravens' offense got spooked. I think the Ravens' offense got in its own head and things started getting real tight, real fast. They, they shut the Chiefs out in the second half. Like, Their Mike McDonald adjusted quick. to literally a shutout second half. The, some of, A couple of those players got pretty chirpy and pretty chippy. But I I don't think it helps the Chiefs any in our conversation about them to be like, yeah, the Ravens were kind of a paper tiger. Because, like, well, the, the teams in the league with the best DVOA on the season, the Chiefs vanquished all three of them in the AFC outside of themselves who they have beaten in the regular season. <laughs> That's a really good line. And you know what? I should clarify that. By Paper Tiger, maybe front runner's a better line. And maybe when I say Paper Tiger, I mean in comparison to the hype they were getting, which like they sure. were being talked about as like a historic One of the greatest team. teams of all time. They are sure. a really, really good team that I think would have won the Super Bowl if it weren't for the fact that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey exist. And Chris Jones. You got to include him in that. You said the name that you haven't said the name that's in our title today, which is the name that I think we need to start talking about and more. Steve, yeah. And the fact that Steve Spagnuolo exists. That's one thing that just 
Mike McDonald got so much conversation for the things that he does well. Mm-hmm. And Spags, who does all of those same things well and has better players, kind of got overlooked. And and Spags just put them in a turnstile. There's a reason why the pass rush plan that the Chiefs had, which was so disciplined. Like, they one of my favorite plays of the game, Chris Jones, this is the third and five where Lamar threw the ball like 20 yards out of bounds. But Ravens fans still wanted a, you know, a pass interference penalty because, you know, that's all they have left. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I've been there. I mean, not recently, but I've been there. So Chris Jones wins the edge around the left tackle initially. And rather than pursuing that edge, he actually stops yeah. and starts moving back inside because he doesn't want to give up the B gap. And you could see the coaching point there. And that's the funny thing is that. Lamar would have probably escaped through that B gap and gotten a first down. Instead, he hitches and steps up a little bit, and you can tell it's messing with his progressions. But he but he doesn't escape. And then Trashard Morton, shout out to Wharton, having a great playoffs. He is he has stepped up. He breaks through and there's nowhere for him to run. Like Spags just did such a great job with not just play calling, but the entire game plan. And he really does just deserve all the credit in the world. He's the main reason I started with the coaches was Spags. Uh, can I can I say one thing about Chris Jones, Josh? You can say whatever you want as long as it's about the Chiefs defense. Yes. Um, okay. I know, I know we got to get to the usual, usual. Um, no, we should talk about Chris Jones. That's the usual, too. So everybody knows that if the Chiefs won yesterday, based on him being a first-time All-Pro, he would earn the fourth of six incentives in his contract to earn a million dollars. I want to give him, I don't know, I won't necessarily say credit, but I want to explain the growth in the maturation with how he did it. Kids, Chris Jones may never have another game like last year's AFC Championship where he had the single tier in Arrowhead Stadium and terrorized Joe Burrow for four quarters. Ended the Bengals season just about as much as anybody on that team, including Patrick Mahomes, including obviously Harrison Bucker, making the game winning field goal. I thought going into the game, and I know my buddy Nate Tice wrote it and said it publicly uh, in the athletic football show that, man, Chris Jones needs to be like all world on Sunday. And I tended to agree with him, even though I felt he had a very good season. Now, he didn't have 15 and a half sacks like last year, but he still had 21 nine quarterback hits. And that's what he's paid to do. He's paid to pressure the quarterback, hit the quarterback, affect the quarterback. If you get a sack, it's kind of a bonus. Obviously, we know that was part of his contract structure as well. He's not totally designed to take care of the run, but he can do it. And so, okay, this is a team that runs the football. You got a chance to earn another million dollars. Let's see you do it the greedy way. Let's see you get in the run fits and wreak havoc that way. And Chris was like, no, 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 no. I don't have to do that. In fact, I am going to be such a good teammate and I'm going to be as mature of a passer as I can be that I don't even have to be the best player on the field. I can leave that to Legereus Need or Drew Tranquil or Trent McDuffie. I can leave that to Charles, like Charles O'Minahue can get the strip sack because I'm here and my presence alone helps everybody else. Yep. And, and lastly, kids, 
you could argue he should have got the sack, but Lamar is so good that he got the ball out, you know, yeah. right before it hits Trent McDuffie <laughs> in the face mask. <laughs> yeah, that was this close. Like, that was like, a, like, honestly, like, I mean, it was amazing to get the ball off, but yes. also that was like a dude just eat the sack right there because had yeah. McDuffie just – I don't think he expected him to whip the no, ball. No, he didn't. No, face. but anywhere but my face. Like anywhere but my face. Like, <laughs> like, like this—that's like a—that's like that's a pick six, like yeah. crawling towards the or, end zone, or or even a strip sack. You know where McDuffie's in a place to sort of pick it up and and go. Mm. Uh, you know, hey, I've seen the clip. It's kind of fifty-fifty. Rest like we in Baltimore. They ain't had one of these since nineteen seventy-one. I mean, he kind of whipped his leg, but I mean, well, swallow like when you see swallow the whistle, that's swallow the whistle. Whoa, he got through quickly. Why is he stumbling? Oh, it's because the homie's leg uh just magically went in a a particular stance. Bruce Leader, I gotta eat this one. I gotta eat this one. New York says I gotta eat it. Um, so his stat line should be better than what it actually was. Yep. But he still had the pass breakup that infuriated uh, Lamar Jackson because if that ball gets completed, there's a chance that they break free with Zay Flowers on the bubble screen, similar to what obviously happened with Rasheed Rice, even though that touchdown didn't count because, you know, the whole Trey Smith thing. Uh, but look, he didn't go, ch- he didn't go stat chasing. Yep. He didn't go play hero ball. He didn't do anything that felt outside of himself. And he was okay with not having the credit. So for everything that Chris Jones has went through this season, obviously I got the video of him tipping his cap to Chiefs fans who made the trip to Baltimore. I just thought that is a sign of growth and maturity in year eight, year eight, year nine of his career, that if there is a Hall of Fame committee – that game needs to be discussed because box score wise, it doesn't look impressive, but you had to be there because Lamar Jackson was terrified of him at all, yes. all points. And the reason Charles Aminahu gets a sack, uh, Tershawn Wharton, uh, George Karloftis, and even, you know, even the fourth guy, Justin Reed, they all get sacks because Chris Jones's existence. And yep. you just cannot take that for granted. So, um, him understanding how great McDuffie played and Drew Tranquil. I mean, he was willing to give credit to everybody when we got to talk to everybody on the field before they went to their usual post-game, um, you know, media, you know, obligations. Um, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that. And sometimes I know this is mostly a spot reserved for Seth, but yeah, like Chris Jones was was amazing yesterday, even though the box score won't say it. Going beyond the box score, I love it. I'm talking about Chris so Jones, it kind of is closing down on you a little bit, Seth. You feel your walls closing in? Like I think we could probably uh, – we got Jordan producing today because uh, Tucker's on the road. Jordan, you want to just take Seth out? Don't do that. It seems like it would cause too many issues on your end. But I think I think Nate and I could take it from here if Nate wants to pick up defending uh, defending Chris Jones beyond the box score. Uh, and then real quick in – in uh, sorry, Seth, would you like to talk about Chris Jones? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did not mean to keep you from talking about Chris Jones. No, I – Nate said it perfectly. I am – I was just going to say – that's something everyone would either. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform.
KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One for one, Jordan. Hey, I'll come back to you in a second, Seth. But first, check out KCTV5 Sports tonight uh, if you want to listen or uh, watch along on Channel 5 here in Kansas City. Weeknights at 6.30, Saturday and Sunday at 10.35. Enjoy your evenings with some of KCSN's uh, own personalities and other great folks there at KCTV5. That's KCTV5 Sports tonight, weeknights at 6.30, Saturday and Sunday, 10.35, over there on CBS here in Kansas City. Seth, how are you doing? I've got to start reading the comments more because Joni... She saw it coming, and had I just read, as I was starting to talk, I think it's Gianni. She, she goes, here comes a break. <laughs> and it's just, come on, man. Like, I just, ah. Anyway, hey, I, you're, uh, you're very good at baiting her, me. And- Hopkins, please tell us how to pronounce your name. I know you put it phonetically in there, but I think Tucker said it was Johnny one time, but Johnny. also your phonetic spelling has also challenged me, because it could totally still be Joni. So... Joni says he, so I'm going to go Johnny. Shout out to Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, they, I, I mean, look, they, the, the other people are definitely uh, more aware of when the breaks are coming than you are. And that sometimes, look, Seth, here's the thing, is much like Steve Spagnuolo, I can't let you know where it's going to be coming from. Because if I'm like, Seth, tell me about how good Chris Jones was in this game. Then you're going to, you know, do the whole pump fake thing. And, oh, I thought we only had one break today, whatever. Um, so and look, the, I, I gotta the, keep it, gotta keep it fresh. And look, the Dion Bush um, honorary award obviously goes to Jordan filling in for Tucker, just like Dion Bush. I need to come in the game. Oh, you need a, you need a. Okay, if he's gonna throw in the triple coverage, yes, coach, I will catch the ball. I will read his eyes the entire play. And look, 
just like Steve Spagnuolo, Josh has coached Jordan up. We were on the up. same page. He's coached him up all year long. Yeah, no, yeah. And needs wow, some yeah. results. Jordan, tur- Jordan turning on me this fast is not something I anticipated. Much like uh, Harbaugh, Munkin, and uh, McDonald, there was just a lot going on. I was not fully ready. And look, John Harbaugh is a good coach. I love how Andy Reid, the the second he's being interviewed about his accomplishment, starts immediately talking about how great the other coach is. Like that dude, I don't know if I've ever heard him take credit for a thing. Ever. It, oh, man, these guys are so great. It's like, Andy, like, just flex a little bit. Just say something like, I can't believe they took away that screen to Rice because that was beautiful, and I just dunked all over young Mike there. Yep. Just, I mean, just tomahawked from the free throw line on the young yes. fella. And they took it away. Um, <laughs> Jordan Scott. Anyway. Um, the, the thing with Jones, I am going to write about him this week because the, the way he impacted things beyond the box score, in addition to the way, one thing that Nate kind of alluded to is something I've written about before that Spags plans the pass rush around him. Now, obviously, and I know we've got a week and a half to talk about it. So we'll get into later. Losing a menu to a torn ACL makes things a lot tougher. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. it, It is interesting. Jones's presence allows you to get away with having a bunch of guys around him. And look, Karloftis has gotten better. Like that that two-handed swipe that he won with late. And by the way, Lamar tried the the duck under thing that he'd done like three times. And Karloftis was like, I will, I'm pretty sure you would have had to kill George Karloftis. <laughs> he was like, and even then, it would have been like when a python constricts around someone. Even when you kill it, it's like, no, I am never letting go. Like he was... That was such a hand strength test thing where you could just feel him. Like, I, I'm almost certain. Maybe he'll be on mic'd up because I would be willing to bet you you are going to hear him going, no, you don't. Like, you will stay right here. And that was awesome. But it all orbits around Jones and the coverage because the corners – We've actually seen a, an iteration of this game this year when the Chiefs receivers, by and large, just couldn't separate. And by and large, the Chiefs could play all sorts of different coverages. A couple times when they zoomed out during the game to all 22, these weren't, some of them were kind of fancy coverages, but a couple of them were, hey, we're sending an extra couple guys and we've got a spy, and we can do that because we've got four corners. Two of whom are elite, two of them are good, real good even. Like, is there a team, is there any other team that's playing, like, like cornerback three by committee in the league? And it's working because Williams and Watson are both so good. Right. And and that coverage ability to just put those guys, maybe man, you can't get separation from them. The only guy that might be able to is Zay. And we'll put Sneed and McDuffie on Zay all day. <laughs> you want to you want to put Rashad Bateman on a on a nine route? Cool. Here's here's, here's Joshua Williams. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that he is gigantic and runs like a four three five forty, and he's also seven feet tall. He's mm-hmm. like he's like Wemby at corner. You're like you're just like. Which by the way, I don't know anything about the NBA, but I've seen some highlights recently of Wemby, and good lord, oh, they like found someone I mean, more alien than Giannis. 
who was for aliens and LeBron. It's like, incredible. I was just about to say, Seth, I'll venmo you $10 to say his last name correctly. And then before I could even say that, you called him Giannis. Well, Giannis's name is Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> and Wimby's last name would be fun for you to try, but at, at this point, the money's up. Not a, say, say it would be Seth, Wimbanyama. Wimbanyana? Nope, there we go. Nope, My money's safe. safe. Nate did it for you. My money's still safe. Uh, a couple other things defensively here on the I'm line. I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> I'm so glad here. Look, there are uh, the occasional uh, gentlemen looking at me. Not sure what's going on, but fellas, this is 2024, and this is how you gotta get. It. This is how you gotta get that money. I'll record anywhere. You know, coach says that we'll play in a CVS parking lot. I'll do it. I'll look you dead in your eye and tell you I'm recording oh, right now. Come get it. <laughs> Nate, stop it. Oh, so, okay. Don't stop. Keep doing I hope it. you're not a I hope you're not a Baltimore Ravens fan. Oh, oh it'd be man. funnier if they are. I don't think well, they are. I think I think they're I think they're I think they're gentlemanly businessmen who are wondering what is this poor soul doing in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty four. And it's called analyzing football. Making content, sir. Yeah, how we feed our family. I'll I'll record anywhere. Um, so the the news that uh, we referred to a second ago is that Charles Minahu, after saying on the field to uh, Aaron Ladd of, of uh, KSHB 41, he said, uh, yeah, I'll be playing in the Super Bowl. Do I look like a guy who's not going to play? I'll be out there. Said that on the field last night, and then just a little while before the show, a report comes out that he's torn his ACL, which is obviously brutal for him, brutal for the Chiefs, brutal for a potentially long recovery. I mean, we're, we're talking about not only that impacting the Super Bowl, but the, the plan at a defensive end for next season to start. Um, I also was shocked to see someone commented this earlier, and I had to go double-check because it didn't seem possible, that the strip sack was on the third drive of the game. Yeah. He only played six snaps. He played six snaps, and one of them was a turnover, which makes him the second most efficient Chiefs defender on the day because Deion Bush went three for one. <laughs> that three snaps, that is, one turnover for Deion Bush. Good like, work if you can hey. get it. Dion, Dion, he's going to be back on the field in a couple minutes. Honest to God, I think he was just tired, but you just need to. Which, by the way, Mike Edwards and Tershawn Wharton, we all know. We all know. Like, hopefully you weren't hurt too badly, but y'all were tired. Like, dudes were sucking air there. They were just it's the first thing I've ever seen George Karloftis look tired, and then like two seconds later, he was a menace again. But I saw yeah, him look that, tired. That was weird. When you see Karloftis like going on a knee before the snap, I was like, yeah. I did not know he could get tired, but that was, I, I do think it's really funny. Dion Bush comes in, it's like, all right, you're only going to be in a couple snaps here. We need you to get in there. We're just going to have you drop. It's not going to be that big deal. No one's going to throw that direction because, I mean, we're dropping you all there. Although, to be fair, I've seen some good analysis on this. Spags kind of baited the throw, um, and I love that that. that you either see right had his hand up as he's going down the field. It's like, dude, you're bracketed and the safety's coming. Don't do it. Don't you throw that Lamar. And Lamar yeah. just, he, you could tell he felt like he had to do everything at that point. We've, we've seen that. And it just, I'm telling you, it is crazy to me that a well-coached team like the Ravens was so clearly outcoached by the Chiefs. And, and not just X's and O's, because McDonald, I think, caught up a fair amount in the second half. They didn't bite on, again, They the Chiefs took a sh couple shot plays. They, they called it up, but the Ravens were too disciplined to fall for it, and they were still swarming the shallow stuff. That's hard to do. But just in terms of keeping their guys level, maybe, I, I don't know what it is, but th this, 
some of the things that that the Ravens did to themselves, it was it was just stupid, just stupid, stupid penalties that hurt them in multiple moments, and and I just like seeing the difference between the way the Chiefs play and that it was just such an interesting thing. The kind of the the human element of coaching, I think, goes underrated at times, and having guys that are willing to say, yeah, sure, you know, flex. You know, be be yourself, do all that, but don't you dare get a penalty. We are actually, someone pointed out to me, we are kind of really good. We're like, Chiefs fans are experts in taunting penalties because of Tyree Kill's peace sign thing. And we actually saw all the iterations of that that got penalized and don't. And I was seeing people on Twitter explain it, and it was actually like dead on. But they're just like, well, no, 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 no. No, you can, you can flex on someone. You can spike the football near them, but you can't do it at them. And if you do it at them, then they will throw a flag. And they will. And also, Zay Flowers, if you're in the middle of the field and it's just the two of you, just everyone's, look, yeah, everyone's yeah. looking at you. You're not in the middle of a scrum where they're going to let some no. stuff go. You, and the, I mean, that's just how it works. And also, you let Sneed kind of run you down, dude. Like, which, I don't, which I don't understand because, you know, he had an angle cutting back to the inside. Um, and then Sneed just like kind of slow played him and he reared right into Sneed. I was just like, what, what is that? that? So that was such a weird moment. And I do think I've talked about Zay Flowers as kind of like a Tyreek Hill light. The difference between the two of them. Well, Hill is maybe the greatest pound for pound athlete the NFL has ever seen. Flowers has really good quickness, but he doesn't have as good of long speed. And you can kind of see it there. He couldn't quite run away from Sneed. Everyone catches up. And then, what, two plays later, he punches the ball out. That is the most delicious turn of events I've ever seen in my life. So, anyway, Charles Aminahu, um, who I was gearing up to ask you both about a few minutes ago, if you may remember. It's sad. It's really sad, and I and Seth had tweeted so much about Aminahu and like what it what he means for the defense, and then also even today I think he'd already tweeted about what the loss is going to mean. I just wanted to ask you about that, Seth. But I'm glad we got to the other side. I think the other stuff's important. Also, it's just not. We just oh. got from Dion Bush to Legarius Sneed with a few sure. steps there, and you know um, you've got a Euro step and segues. It's incredible. You got to get co look coaching. Coaching. You really should go hard. back to doing the the solo newsletter podcast thing that because it. You you still you still have the gift of of uh really covering a lot of ground without ever having to stop your dribble, Seth. You've gotten better at it, in fact. Uh I turned that into a compliment instead of saying what I really think. Yes, yes. Uh, um you, you think I'd reckon as a compliment sandwich? Like what <laughs> even a sandwich? It was just a compliment, but if you cut it open, you're like, this doesn't actually look that good. I don't what kind of quiche is this? Like... <laughs> um this you know, coaching is difficult. We all understand it, um, you know. But with Charles Amit, with with, <laughs> with Charles Aminihu now no longer you know, unfortunately a part of the Chiefs game plan, yep. it does put one person in the spotlight. Yes, it does, kids. Yes, it does. I can't See, tell which f word I'd rather you say right now. His name is B.J. Thompson. I'm oh, joking. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's either Felix or it's Frank, and we're finally getting the reunion. And Frank Clark comes back just would for the you, Super Bowl. Would you Would you accept this phone call, Josh? Would you Would you accept it? 
Personally, absolutely. If I was Brett Veach, not necessarily. You've got two healthy scratches at defensive end every week. Let's see. You're probably all right. But it's just one game. It's just a one-game con- sure. one contract for, for Frank the short clock. It'll make uh, Chris Jones happy. It'll make yeah, Chris Jones that's, happy. I'll tell you what. If you tell Chris Jones that it means that he should play maximally uh, difficultly, that's fine. Great it's like, it's, Max, it's like, I was going to maximum effort. I was going to say maximum hardness, and then I tried to bail out of that before I said it, and then I, yeah, sure. It's like had a very clean podcast so far. and I So far, and I'm about to blow it up. Uh, it's like when the boys know. I mean, he's their cousin. Like, I mean, he called you about the bachelor party? Who Who told him? I mean... We know we know what Frank's like in Vegas. I mean, we know. Are you sure you want to do this? It's just it's it's just a bachelor party. It's just a one weekend, guys. It's just come on, baby. Like he he he's gonna be really behaved, but he's all he also knows all the spots. He also knows everything about the playbook. I mean, he can get he, look. He can be an excellent wingman. And look, don't you want don't you want Chris to feel great in Vegas? Don't you want him to feel great, encouraged? You know, it's sad. It's sad that Charles can't make it. But you know what? We booked the hotels already. We we got the suites. We got the tables. Frank says he's in. He doesn't even know how he's going to get to Vegas, but he says he's in. Come on, guys. I, we've all been there. We've all been. We've all literally been to that bachelor party. I, I, I you know, Clark is in. Sorry, that was really funny. Um, Clark is an interesting name to float around just because they've got to replace snaps and a fair amount of them. Um, it, it would, no matter what they do, Karloftis and Dana, their roles will increase significantly. Because even if they sign Clark, assuming he stayed in football shape and all that stuff, you're, you're, you're going to ask for 15 snaps from him, give or take. And so even then, you're not asking to replace a man whose role I think Wharton playing as well as he is helps. Willie uh, Herring only played 14 snaps anyway, and he's been active this whole time. Just get, get your six from Felix and run your 14 for him here. Yeah, Felix makes more sense on obvious passing downs because he's shown a little juice from the edge. And so I, I, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't completely shock me if this ended with like Felix having a couple of pressures or even a sack that people notice in the Super Bowl. And leads to them saying, why wasn't he playing all year? And the short answer would be, because he's got a little juice from the edge, but he's got a lot of stuff to work on, and the Chiefs have a lot of defensive linemen. Like, that's just is what it is. Can you give us a quick spiel on yeah on on the, the sort of multiplicative effect of Charles Minahu? Sure. And so it's, it's just basically the opposite of the good side of complementary pass rush that I've talked about for a while, in that with pass rush, it's not just about frequency of pressure. It's about the nature of the pressure. Um, and we could see that, like, say, like with, with Lamar Jackson, some of those snaps, um, if only one guy gets through, you can run away from that. When the entire pocket collapses around you, that's a much different problem. And, the, the, you know, the, that's, that, that's the intensity, the type of pressure. And the more dudes you have, or even guys, the, more, uh, the, the higher the frequency of pressure, the, the more intense it'll be. And then there's also, so Chris Jones wins, you know, a third of the time or 25% of the time or whatever, because he's a beast. He's a well, super you still have 70, yeah. Then you still have 75% of the snaps where if no one else is getting pressure, and that's where it's still like the, 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 the strip sack. 
That was a man who he won the edge. He made a play on his own. Now, some of the he was one on one in part because Chris Jones exists. But it also, you need those guys who can win that matchup. And then Jones doesn't have to be a Superman. Like, so like the, the AFC Championship last year, other guys helped, but Jones was just Superman. You can't count on one guy to win 60% of their snaps. That's not sustainable in the NFL. Teams are too good. Like, it would be really funny if like the Niners came up with some plan. Like, you know how the Chiefs have Sneed follow the best corner? They're going to have Trent Williams line up anywhere on the offensive line. <laughs> Chris Jones, it does not work like that, people. That would be. Do it, Kyle Shanahan. Do it. Do it. That would be. That, that would be, be amazing. amazing. That would. I would watch that. Although, I wouldn't. Let me just tell you, the number of times you're going to see Chris Jones rush the left tackle against the Niners, if I'm Spags, it's zero. And then I, I love Chris Jones. Chris Jones is great. Trent Williams is unbelievable. And it's, it's, it's a waste of a dude. And even Jones, Jones might win, but he's much less likely to win than he is lining up off that right tackle. That so, matchup is a push, and Chris Jones versus anyone else is advantage Chris Jones. Exactly. So you take away that advantage. So the problem with losing a Menahu is you lose the second best player on the team in terms of winning pass or snaps one-on-one. Karloftis keeps getting better at it. He does. He's like He's like fiddling around with being in dude territory. He's thinking about it, but he's not sure. And so he's he's so close to going from a guy to a dude, but it just varies based on matchup. Whereas a man who wins one on one a little more, and so then it just it just takes away from the sum of the parts as well, because now you're a little more likely to where let's say Jones or Karloftis um, create some pressure without a man who let's say it's Dana, let's say it's Wharton, let's say it's FAU, let it's someone else. They're a little less likely to have all of that pressure making its way home. And a little more likely for Brock Purdy to, you know, run away and create something with his legs. I'm sorry, Seth. I got a, I got a, I, I got a, I got a. Uh, this is, this is just. I just don't agree. I mean, I'm looking at the box score here, and George had four tackles, uh, a sack, uh, a, 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 a bad restaurant getting louder. A batted ball, maybe. Uh, I'm losing my mind. A quarterback hit in a fumble recovery. That's a dude. I'm sorry. Come I mean, on, the, this is. The box score tells me that's a dude. Four tackles, one sack, one tackle for Laos, one quarterback hit, one full fumble, one bite ball. He just does stop it. He doesn't win as consistently one on one as I'd like. Now he like doubled his rate from last year, so that's good. But it just it's impossible to replace. It's super a bummer for a menu and for the Chiefs. And given the timing of it, we'll see whether he's um. Now, I just don't know why. Why they, why, they not, why they don't run the ball with Lamar? I mean, have they seen this boy's legs? I mean, the man can fly. Why? Coach, coach, why are we dropping back on third eight? We can just get six I, right here and get the I do. Down. Come on, coach. I We've do. been doing it all years. You probably go blitz. Chill. Run a screen. Have you? Have the coaches heard of a screen? A screen, I tell you. I mean, my God. I mean, Justin Tucker is out of character. Cal Van Noy, I mean, why was he even on the field yesterday? Cal Hamilton, I mean, he's our best offender, but some of the boys got to pick him up. And and coach, coach, coach. Why? Why? Why are we asking the ball to throw in the end zone? We just need a field goal right now. We just need to make it walk score. Is someone not in his helmet telling him that he don't have to throw it like that? You ain't got to throw it to double coverage. Lamar, we still got 
Baby, we still got nine minutes on the clock. Nine minutes on the clock. I just wish, I just wish, Lamar, you you would just, you know, you can't take the sack because that happened in the third quarter, okay? And, look, that not even your fault because Gus Edwards or, or, or Justin, Justin, he, I don't even know who it was, but they got blowed up by Justin Reed on that block. And uh, we need to be coaching better on pass protection next year based on that third down that Dr. Side of field goal range. But, Lamar, we're already in field goal range. You know Justin's going to make that kick. You just got to, you just got to take the sack. Or you gotta use those legs. Get us in. Get us in. A yeah, hey Nate, here's a good question for this, this voice on McAfee's show. <laughs> yeah, it went. You're sitting here going on McAfee and being featured on NFL Live, and the version we get is Mr. Hanky. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just to go make that kick. It's 17 10. It's a whole new ball game. Now look, I know Zay. I know Zay gonna be good. I know he can be good. He gonna be so good, and look, that's not your fault. You you gave it to him right on the, right on the dime, baby. It's not your fault, Lamar. What I'm saying is we gotta coach him up better next year. And I don't know if you gotta get in uh, Mike McDonald's, you know what? Or if you gotta get in Todd Munkin. I mean, I seen what he was doing in Georgia. Okay, it was cool, but he ain't no more Yosemite Sam thing. He ain't no. He ain't no. Troy says I don't think the Ravens had enough players. We went to school south of Mason Dixon line. <laughs> we gotta get more Southern boys. I tell you what, though, we gotta get more Willie Gates. Okay, we don't have enough Willie Gates. We have too many cows. That boys is that okay. is that is that the music producer who was on the Chiefs sideline with a speaker? That Willie Gates Jr. He plays football too. He plays football. We need more Willie Gates. We got too many dogs. We, everybody want to be a cat, be a dog. Be a dog. We need Willie Gates. We don't need Calvin Noise. We need Willie Gates. Do something Gaze. about this. What do you want me to do? You want me to interrupt Nate in the middle of what this show is fundamentally built around? That's uh, a solid point. Look, here's here's where I'm at. We've we've covered the big plot points from this game, I think. And good news, fellas, we're gonna have three more shows before the Chiefs play the Super Bowl. So I I will go ahead now and predict all six. I think it would be hysterically funny if we went out under an hour the one time Tucker's not here. I just think that would be hilarious. So I'm I'm incentivizing that with for, for both of you guys for the sake of a bit. But um, I because yes, uh, I, I also need to go home. You have like a flight ticket on <laughs> yeah, 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 you don't, that, that you don't exactly. make, that, uh, miss. That was really my dismount. That was my grand finale of the fireworks show. Um, and, it, and I yeah. think I, I think it's fitting. So let's let's go ahead and, and put a bow on it here then. Uh, we will be back on Thursday, and again, with no game to immediately preview, we're going to look back a good chunk, and we'll begin to hear from the Chiefs as they're going to take a couple days off, and I think Thursday is their first day back with media, I think is the plan. Um, so we'll have some fresh pressers to talk about as we do look ahead to the Niners a little bit, but I know uh, Seth's about to hop into the film. Both of them have been writing already. Of course, you can read what Nate's written up on theathletic.com, and uh, you can also you know, get ready for an entire Super Bowl fortnight of coverage, not the video game, but the two weeks, I, I think is what that actually means. So um, we'll be back on Thursday and do that. Guys, real quick, uh, Seth, final word, and then Nate, you can get us out of here. I became at a loss for words like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I have nothing to add other than just, man, I'm excited to talk about another Super Bowl. I, I just, I, I think about how we got here, and now the Chiefs have taken a destroyed what was supposed to be the best offense in the league, went on the road to what's supposed to be one of the hardest places in the in the NFL to win, beat that team. God dang it. Oh, no. 
The Inspags We Trust shirts say they're sold out now. They wouldn't even they wouldn't even ship for like three and a half hours. For three and a half hours, I was trying to. Justin Reed said he'd tweet out the real ones. This website has them. I was there at two o'clock when they launched, and then they're sixty-five American dollars, by the way. And I'm gonna look again. Maybe the website's just broken because the site wasn't shipping. But if you want to go check out for the Inspags We Trust shirts, Justin Reed tweeted them out. But I think they might be gone. That is. Sorry. I will continue. I will continue to to effort. He will continue to effort. Well, then the just, ch- you know what? They might just have taken it off the site entirely, and maybe they're going to try to refresh that. So I don't know. I'm just letting. That's my PSA, and now I'm legit done talking for the rest of the show. The rest of the whole show. Oh man, I I bet we can make him break that promise, Nate. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, functionally, I'm done with things that I wanted to say, <laughs> and I'm focused now on buying this shirt for sixty five American dollars. That okay, not last long. Let's, I, uh, uh, go ahead, Sam. Yeah. Uh, it says 404 to... page not found. So let's try again tomorrow, friends. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a bit. Oh, the site couldn't handle all the traffic all at once. This is 30 minutes ago. Sorry, I'm late. The manufacturer's working to solve it. Should be back up and running by tonight. So I'm, I've got Justin Reed's push notifications on. So I'll retweet it whenever I find it. Go ahead, Seth. And so. Hurry up, man. We're almost in an hour. The cheese. Spit it out. You're all words they 30 minutes took... ago. They took an unbelievably tough path to get here. And and every time, you know, we're coming out of this, oh, maybe they're not that good. Maybe they're injured. Maybe that kind of stuff. I want to be cautious because I did use that paper tiger analogy earlier. I think the the better way to say it is, honestly, compared to a Chiefs core of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and Steve Spagnolo. And honestly, you can add Snead McDuffie to it at this point. Like those guys, the, this year's team, those guys are like the core of it, and they kind of were last year too. Maybe, maybe everyone looks like a paper tiger when they really play their game. The one thing that we learned about the Chiefs that's still true that I didn't think was true anymore this year. We used to always say that whether or not the Chiefs won a game depended on them, not the other team. I thought that that wasn't true this more anymore this year because of the deficiencies of receiver. I think we found out during the playoffs that's still true. When the, If the Chiefs play their A game and another team plays their A game, the Chiefs win 10 times out of 10. And it's kind of nice to have that feeling of inevitability back. That's kind of nice. Now you get on a plane. The locker room was filled with cigar smoke because Joe Cullen lit, I think, three cigars. Joe, Joe, Cullen, had, Joe Cullen had himself a night, kids. Smoking uh, like Wolverine. <laughs> uh, are my eyes okay? They still got they still got cigar, cigar smoke all over them. But... Dang it, we hit an hour and a second. I'll talk to y'all on Thursday. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.